A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Hi, I'm Victoria Meyer, host of The Chemical Show. And this is the last episode of 2021. So I'm excited to be here. The Chemical Show, as you know, has been a journey across this year and with some great responses and from people across the industry, a number of really amazing guests and more. So, you know, I'm here to say we're wrapping up 2021 and I'm looking forward to 2022 and to see where the Chemical Show goes. One of the things I'm looking forward to in 2022 is launching the Chemical Community. So the chemical community is going to be an online community just for chemical industry professionals where we can engage in dialogues on topics related to the podcast, have some live expert discussions and Q&As, get access to podcast guests and much more. What I know is from the feedback that I've gotten from folks that have listened to the podcast, people want more engagement. You want to have the chance to have more of a conversation about what's going on in the industry in a pretty safe and protected environment. And that's what the chemical community will do. So head on over to thechemicalcommunity.com to get signed up and to be part of the chemical community as we roll forward. So today I am going to be talking about the top 10 events of 2021. So we're doing this a little bit David Letterman style. So for those of you that have you know watched David Letterman and listened to it, so we're going to be counting down. 10 to 1, and they are not necessarily the most in any particular order, but really just kind of in in order. And so here we go. Number 10, the U.S. Gulf Coast Winter Freeze, otherwise known as Winter Storm Yuri, happened in February of 2021, and it was unanticipated, right? So what we saw in the industry was a number of our U.S. Gulf Coast facilities having to shut down in very short order in a less than ideal fashion, and then having their equipment and plants just go through a tremendous freeze. So energy issues, freezing plants, and unfortunately, it caused really some delays, slow startups, delays in product, et cetera. So I, I put this US Gulf Coast winter freeze as one of my top 10 events in 2021. And people who commented or voted on a poll recently on LinkedIn thought the same thing. The number two or number nine, I guess I'm counting down backwards. My number nine item is China's energy policy and the energy shortages. And I think there's a lot of things going on there, but what we've seen is rolling blackouts across the industry, affecting many chemical producers that have been, of course, exporting product into the US. You know, Some of it's related to growth. Some of it's potentially related to China's policy as it goes into the Winter Olympics, which are being held in February. So I have the China energy policy and electricity policies as number nine. Number eight, Hurricane Ida, which hit Louisiana in August. So just as 
chemical companies in Louisiana and even Texas were recovering from the freeze in February. It took a long time for some companies to recover. Along comes a hurricane because, you know, deep in the heart of the U.S. Gulf Coast, hurricanes are a fact of life. So Hurricane Ida hits land um, in Louisiana, I think it's a category four, caused tremendous damage, not just to plants and equipment, but also to the people that are really working in those facilities, causing a tremendous, again, another shutdown on the chemical industry for those facilities. They had to go through and recover tremendous challenges on a logistics system that had already been challenged, right? I heard stories of washed out railroad lines. You know, the good news is People across the industry are really creative. And so through that creativity, they've managed to recover and find alternatives. But man, Hurricane Ida absolutely hit the top 10. Number seven, the UK energy and natural gas markets, right? So what we saw this summer, and you kind of laugh, I kind of chuckle a little bit, is you know not enough carbonation for fizzy drinks. What the heck is going on there? All of a sudden, people across the UK, people across Europe understood a little bit more about the interconnectedness of the chemical markets, right? So if you look at, and a lot of this had to do with very high net gas prices, making it not affordable for the fertilizer plants and some other plants to produce, and they shut down. And that was a problem, problem across the UK for their food in particular industries and others until the government had to step in, create some alternative solutions, et cetera. As we sit here in December, still in the early part of winter, and the expectation is that nat gas prices in Europe, in North America are going to be very high. And that has an impact not just in consumers, but also on our chemical industry profitability and ability to operate, et cetera. So wind and natural gas, and we didn't even really talk about the wind. Part of the wind story is that the UK wind farms in the North Sea, there was less wind and so therefore less energy and and had to fire up the old coal fire plants. So I think there's this whole interconnectedness that people understand, but maybe are not, uh, and they understand more. And so I think we have to have policies that absolutely understand the intent, but also the unintended consequences of those actions. Number five, I'm saying this is COP26, the gathering in Glasgow around sustainability and environmental, et cetera. As we look at greenhouse gases and carbon and other things. And, you know, I identify that event as a milestone, although this is part of an ongoing topic that folks across the chemical industry are working on, right? The event in Glasgow really manifest into something significant. On the surface, it did not appear to have great impacts and any great answers or direction or strategy coming out of it. As we know, in many cases, it may be a slow roll. And I think we're going to start seeing impacts from it over the coming year. Number five, COVID vaccine availability. So I hesitated to put COVID in, but COVID's reality. What is hard to remember as we now are at the end of 2021, in January is when the first vaccines were really widely available in the US, Europe, and elsewhere across the world. So that has had a significant impact in terms of the availability for people to travel and all the knock-on effects that it has on chemical demand and energy demand, the ability of people to gather together again in large groups, right? And so we're starting to see 
more events and activities and conferences happening, right? So we can finally get back to being in person. It affects workplace plans and whether people are, you know, going back into the office, whether there's hybrid offices, et cetera. I've found personally through the chemical industry folks that I talk with, many, many of them are already have open offices, but there are still some, especially some of the biggest players that are working through their policies and whether people are in the office on a full-time basis, on a hybrid basis, et cetera. However, I think we could all agree, no matter what your opinion is about vaccinate or don't vaccinate, require it or don't, the COVID vaccine availability that we've seen has been a significant milestone for the world and the chemical industry in 2021. Number four, supply chain. I hate to just throw this out there because supply chain covers a wide variety of things, but I want to really maybe focus in on the challenges that we've seen of international supply chains, right? So product coming from China to the US, from Europe to the US or the US to Europe, et cetera. When you look at the, the challenges that we've had on moving product across countries and continents, which is something that we've come to rely on, both as individuals, when we look around our homes and offices and see the products that are made all over the world, and also as a chemical industry, because many of our raw materials and finished goods and products, we are reliant on international transport of those and sale of those products. So the supply chain is a challenge. Port closures and those unexpected port closures that came about several times this year due to COVID flare-ups, COVID case flare-ups, I guess we would say, in areas is one of the big significant things. And then I think the other story that goes along with that is how retailers and consumer products are taking up space, right? They've got the ability to charter entire ships' containers and have a buying power in excess of what many chemical companies have. And that's been one of the big challenges and one of the significant events, if you will, of 2021. Labor issues, right? So when I talk to people across the industry, whether they're chemical producers, whether they're logistics providers, whether they're customers, right? Like my recent conversation with Amelia Nasser from Pactive Evergreen, labor is a challenge, right? So we've seen both people, a number of people across the chemical industry are at a point where they are ready to retire, right? So the industry is getting older. We're starting to bring in younger people, but it's a transition that's hard to manage. And it's hard to manage in the current environment that we're in, right? So I think we've seen labor across a number of reasons and really all around the globe, we're seeing that challenge. Number two, I actually had number two is major retailers buying cargo space. I already talked about that. So I might just skip past number two. Number one, most significant event in the chemical industry in 2021, the chemical show launched. This has been a great excitement. So, you know, here's a little bit of self-promotion, but, but really I think the chemical show is filling a void in the industry that is really needed. We've had some amazing and awesome leaders come on the show. So starting with Brad Beauchamp, who was one of my early, my very first interview. So Brad, thank you for having faith in me and joining the podcast. John Foley, boy, gosh, I'm going to go through all of them. Patrick Rapella, Neil Burns. There was a lot of people that joined me on the show back. There's been over 30 episodes. So if you haven't listened to them all, go back and listen. And I really appreciate the people that listen. So thank you. We are going to continue this journey in 2022. 
And I knock on wood, I won't knock on wood because you'll hear it on my microphone, but I hope that 2022 is amazing for the chemical industry, that we see things start to level out and don't have some of these crazy events that occurred in 2021. And I hope that you keep listening to The Chemical Show, that you seek out and join the chemical community, which, as I said, is launching. And I'm pretty excited about that. And go forth and conquer. So anyway, thanks for joining me today. And I appreciate you listening to The Chemical Show. Like, listen, follow, share. I need each and every one of you to keep doing that. So thank you and happy new year. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.